Hi, my name is Queen Zoya Counts, and I would like to welcome you to my podcast, Evil Lives Amongst Us, African American True Crime. Yes, I love true crime stories, but very seldom do I hear true crime stories about African Americans. So I created this podcast to share with my listeners about the true crimes that African Americans commit. So sit back, lend me your ears, and listen to some of the most horrendous crimes committed by My name is Queen Zoya Counts, and I would like to welcome you to my podcast, Evil Lives Amongst Us, True Crimes of African Americans. I'm going to be talking about two women during this podcast, two separate women, but the crimes round the same. I'm going to first, I'm going to be talking about Nicole Flagg, characteristics, robberies, classification, murder, number of victims, two, date of murder was 2003 and then April 10th of 2015. She was arrested April 22nd, 2015. The year of her birth was 1973. She was accused of killing Jeffrey Brown, 42, and her mother, Marvinia Lowe, 61, shooting and stabbing with a knife. This happened right across the river from where I'm staying, Cincinnati, Hamilton County, Ohio, United States. She was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole on January 9th, 2017. On January 9th, 2017, according to Kevin Grasha of Cincinnati.com, this woman was convicted for killing her 61-year-old mother, then trying to cover up the crime scene with bleach, and then was sentenced Monday to life in prison without the possibility of parole. She was found guilty for stabbing her mother multiple times in her home, stealing her car keys, stealing her cash, stealing her cell phone, stealing her credit cards. Lowe actually worked at the Cincinnati Children's Hospital, which is a beautiful place. And her mother was found dead April 12th, 2015, after her son told police he couldn't get in contact with her. Twice during her sentence, she said, I didn't murder my mother. She said, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. But she did plead guilty in 2003 to involuntary manslaughter and robbery charges and the shooting death of a man in his apartment. And she was among three people that was charged and they gave her eight years in that case because it was three people. So I guess that would have been Jeffrey. But 12, you know, before that, she was arraigned on a on a one million dollar bond. Forty one years old. She stole and she took. Her son. Hurt her brother. Her mother's son hurt her brother. 
even though during the trial, she kept saying she did not kill her mom. The prosecutor was like, no, she did. And they kept bringing up what she did in the past. They even call her a nutcase. They said that she should never be allowed out. Allen said that his mother was hard working. His mother was hard working. She had worked at the children's hospital for years. She was a good person, but she killed her. So then in April 24th of 2015, Nicole writes a letter to prison officials promising to give back to society if she is released. It was coming to the near the end of her eight year sentence for involuntary manslaughter, which she received after pleading down from aggravated murder in 2003. She was saying, oh, I will find a group so I can give back. I have hurt a lot of people. I have a lot of making up to do. But her words, after they let her out, her words turned out to be hollow because after they let her out, she turned around and robbed her mama and stabbed him. I mean, stabbed her. I'm sorry. They said that she was wearing a baseball hat trying to cover up most of her face. It started off just being robbery. She was living with her mother. Her mother allowed her to come and live with her. Her son who lived in Columbus said he had to put in a 911 call because he hadn't heard from his mama. So I'm trying to figure out why would y'all allow this woman You know, she got a violent history. She's been locked up. Y'all trying to give her a second chance because we always think, oh, family ain't going to never fuck us up. Family ain't going to do this to us. But I'm coming to find out family going to be doing a lot of things. She trusted this woman. It doesn't go on to say whether or not this woman was hooked up on drugs. But for eight years, well, they can't get drugs in prison. But why would she do that? Why would she kill her mom? She needed the money. Why did she need the money? Was there drugs involved? Did she get hooked on drugs? Was she trying to escape? What happened? What happened? They were looking for. Didn't show up. Doesn't make sense. The son said him and his mother talked all the time. So what did she do? Like if him and the mama talked all the time and all of a sudden you trying to talk to your mama and your mama ain't nowhere to be found. The first thing you should know is that there's been foul play. And then after you realize that there's been foul play, then what you got to do next is. You got to figure out what happened to your mama. Because this woman already had a history. She already had a history of doing this type of work. She had already robbed somebody with some people. She already had a history of doing this. Like this is this was nothing new for her. And she wrote this note and gave them all this information, how she going to be better, how she going to do this, how she going to do that. And then she turned around and kill her mama right after she get out. 
she turned around and killed her mama right after she get out. <sighs> I don't know what's going on. Even after she told people that she had hurt a lot of people. Even after she told them she had hurt a lot of people. Why do we do this? And I'm not trying to say this like um, in a bad way. Only thing I'm trying to say Hi, is. I'm Nicole Hockley from Sandy Hook. Why? Why? How did, mm. Only thing I'm trying to figure out. Why did you do it? Because they do, they don't talk about anything dealing with drugs. They don't say anything like that. But there was a woman who did an interview with her. And I'm going to play some clips from her interview. And maybe we can get more insight on why this happens. In the case, she was convicted and sentenced to eight years in prison. A few years after being out on parole, Nicole was charged with killing her 61-year-old mother, Mervina Lowe. Prosecutors said on April 10th, 2015, Nicole stabbed her mother multiple times in her home, then stole her cash, car keys, cell phone, and credit cards. Her mother's body was discovered two days later after her son called police after being unable to get in touch with her. Nicole was arrested on April 22nd and was charged with aggravated murder and arraigned on $1 million bond. Nicole Flagg was convicted of killing her mother and received a sentence of life without the possibility of parole. Here's my interview with Nicole Flagg. Let's start off with talking about your childhood. Where were you born? Cincinnati, Ohio. Can you recall your first positive memory as a child? Uh, riding a bike. Learning how to ride a bike. What about your first negative memory as a child? Can you recall that? Uh, finding out that my father was with my father. Mm. Did you ever find out who your real father was? Yes, I did. At 12 years old. Was your mother with him growing up or no? No, she wasn't. Mm. She was with my other father, stepfather. I found out was my stepfather. Were you close with your mom or your dad growing up? Both of them. Oh, I was close to my mom. I didn't get close to my dad till I turned 12. Did you suffer any type of abuse or trauma growing up? Yeah, I was molested growing up. At what age did that happen? At nine. At nine. Was there ever any criminal charges that came from that against the person that did it? No, I never told nobody. Mm. What was your behavior like going back as early as you can remember? I was a good kid. I was um, I was very naive, quiet. Uh, I had all brothers, so I was the only girl. How many siblings did you have? I got, I had three that lived with me and three that didn't. Were you close with them growing up? The three that lived with me, I was. Hmm. 
What was your behavior like in school, more so in your middle school and high school years? Um, middle school was fine. I, I didn't have a problem in middle school. Once I got to high school, I got pregnant. So I ended up dropping out of high school and getting my GED. Did you end up delivering the child? Yes. Yes. Did you engage in any type of criminal activity as a juvenile? No. No. How about when you were an adult, up until the crimes you were arrested for, did you engage in any type of criminal activity as an adult prior to these two cases? I had, like, some minor charges, like receiving stolen property, um, uh, driving, joyriding, stuff like that. Let's talk about the crimes that you're currently in prison for right now. Let's start off with the first crime, and that is the homicide of Jeffrey Brown, which occurred in 2003. Can you talk about how you met him or what your, you know, affiliation with him was at the time? Uh, we was we was great friends. We uh, we worked down the street from each other, and we was good friends. Were you two romantically involved, or was it just strictly friends? We was just friends. How did you meet your two co-defendants in that case, one being your husband at the time? Yeah, I was married, and then the other one was my husband's friend. Hmm. How did you meet both of those co-defendants? Um, I met my husband on the chat line, and his friend, we met, I met his friend through him. Hmm. So the shooting of Jeffrey Brown, that went down in 2003. Do you know exactly how that was, you know, set up or how that took place? Well, I was in the car, so all I know is that uh, I, I set it up pretty much, but I didn't know they was going to kill him. I thought they was just, he had stolen some drugs from somebody else, and I thought they were just going up there to get the drugs. I didn't know they was going to kill him, but I, I didn't know they... I, did, I just didn't know they was going to kill him. What did you do to set him up? Was it to get robbed? Is that what it was? No, to get the drugs that Jeffrey had stole. I gave him the key to get in the house to get the drugs that Jeffrey had stole. They were supposed to just take the drugs and leave? Yeah, that's what, the, that's what I thought was going to happen. I didn't put two and two together that it was going to cause a homicide. What did you guys do after the crime that night, after the shooting, you know, and the robbery? What did you guys do after the fact? I dropped him off. I went home. Did you guys get rid of any evidence, you know, get rid of any guns or clothing or anything at the time? Uh, I don't know. I dropped them off. I, they had the clothes on them, so I don't know if they did that when they got home. But I uh, cleaned out the car because they had blood in my car. Mm. How long after that crime occurred were you arrested? A year. The, the crime occurred in 2002. I got arrested in 2003. So you were convicted and sentenced to eight years in prison for your role in that crime? Yes. How did you feel when you were sentenced that first time to prison to eight years? Devastated. Like the world was going to end. Mm. 
And I admitted to what I did in that crime. Do you remember what your co-defendants got? Ten years. They got ten years apiece. Wow. After you were released, after your first stint in prison, how were you living life as a free woman? I was working. Um, I always kept a job. Um, I lived with my dad when I first got released. And then I got my own apartment. Were you close with your mother while you were in prison as well as when you got out? Yes. Mm. She came to see me once a week. She came to see you once a week in prison? Yes. Let's talk about the second crime that you're currently in prison for, which is the stabbing death of your mother. Can you walk me through the events that took place that led up to her homicide and everything that occurred after the fact? Yes. She called me over there to uh, do her hair and her nails because she was going out. Um, I did her hair and her nails and I left. That's, that's pretty much what happened. Then they said that on a Sunday she was found dead. But I was there on a Friday, and they said that I was the last one to see her alive. But that couldn't have been true because I didn't kill her. At your trial, investigators were claiming that at your mother's residence, I believe it was, that the area was cleaned with bleach before her body was yeah. discovered. No, they said that bleach was poured on her. I'm reading an article here and it says a woman convicted of killing her 61-year-old mother and then trying to cover up the crime scene with bleach was sentenced Monday to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Right. That's why I got the temporal evidence because they said bleach was poured on her. But they found my brother's fingerprints on the bleach bottle, not mine. Now it's never found on it. If you didn't do this crime, what do you think happened? Do you think it was your brother, being that his fingerprints were on there, or do you think it was somebody else? I don't know. I don't know. Three people had keys to her house, so I don't know. What I did was, the, the day that I did her hair, I did steal her cell phone. I was going to turn it in the Kroger's and get money for it, because I did have a addiction. So I stole her cell phone from the laundry room. She had went down to do some laundry. As I was leaving, she went down to do some laundry. When I came, this when I came back, I didn't go back upstairs. I went in her basement to get this furniture out of her uh, storage bed that she gave me. I seen the cell phone sitting on the dryer. I picked it up and left. Mm. That's how I ended up with the cell phone. That's where they get the robbery from. I admitted to that. Were you in possession of the car keys, the cash, and credit cards, too? No, not at all. Not at all. You said that you had an addiction at the time. What were you doing? Were you drinking or doing drugs or...? Doing, doing drugs. What were you doing? Crack cocaine. Did that lead to a habit of burglaries or robberies to support your habit? No, no, I had a job. It's just that I see that cell phone, and I know at Kroger's, if you turn the cell phone, they give you money for it. 
Less than two weeks after the stabbing death of your mother, you're arrested and charged with her homicide. Was the death penalty ever on the table with prosecution in your case? No. No. They offered me a plea, but I didn't take the plea. I don't even know what the plea was. My lawyer knew I wanted to go to trial because I feel if I go to trial, I'll be found innocent. So after you were convicted of aggravated murder, abuse of a corpse, receiving life without the possibility of parole, what was your reaction to that? Devastated. I received life without parole because I had a previous manslaughter. Uh, they said if you got the same charge, they can add that on to the new charge. I was devastated. How do you spend your time in prison these days? Sleeping depressed, that's what I do, I sleep. But, um, by me having so much time, I, I'm still eligible for programs. I'm ineligible to get at school and college. By me having so much time, I'm eligible to get into groups. So I sleep. Do you do any type of like rehabilitation classes or courses or get any type of mental health you know, services? I deal with mental health services. I can't get into other rehabilitation, re-entry, and none of that because I got too much time. They take people with the less of time. Before we conclude this interview, is there anything that you'd like to talk about that we haven't covered yet? Um, no, it's not nothing that we ain't covered. I'll know if I'm innocent. I'm trying to fight this case. That's all I can say. So, as you listen to her interview, and I'm going to give this credit so you guys can go and follow this person on YouTube because that's where I took it from and I need to give him credit for this interview. That she was actually, like, didn't do it. But she did admit to drugs, which was never mentioned in any type of newspaper article. Even the things that she was talking about where her brother's fingerprints was found on the bleach, that was not even mentioned. So could she be innocent? Could she be innocent? Because like I said, in all the research that I did, this is the first time with this live interview that I've heard anything with her brother's fingerprint being on the bleach. So that's why I said, could she actually be innocent? What do you think? So I know that I said it. I was going to be talking about another woman here, but I just going to leave this all about Nicole Flagg. Because like I said, nothing was ever mentioned in her news articles or any of the research that I did. It didn't have anything to do with drugs. But just listening to her give her account of what happened and being interviewed by this one person she could be innocent because maybe her brother did it maybe he set it up who knows but maybe we hope that one day the truth will come out my name is queen zoe accounts thank you for listening to my podcast peace